Tell me more are three of the least used and most valuable words in our language. Tell me more. So when the spouse comes with, I, I, I think I'm unloved, and you go, uh, okay, tell me more. Hopefully what that will engender is, well, you know, I asked you to pick up the blah, blah, and, and you didn't do it. And you didn't say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it, nothing. And then the other day when we, when we were sitting on the couch, you know, there was no cuddling at all. And I'm, I miss it, and I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's where Tell Me More leads. This week, we discuss the power of words. We know there are certain things that we shouldn't say when we're talking to our spouse or about our spouse, but there are other words that we don't think about that seem benign but can be extremely damaging. Dr. Noel Nelson shares some of these magical words. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, when we can travel abroad, uh, is also the author of many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent book, however, is very timely. It is called I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. Um, Fantastic, by the way. Uh, So today, Noelle, we're going to talk about the power of words. Um, We certainly know not to label our spouses as stupid, lazy, clumsy, and the like, uh, and that name-calling has no place in a marriage. Uh, but there are other words that you say are equally as damaging, uh, only that we don't tend to think of them as such. Correct. And, it, and as you said, Steve, yes, words have power, tremendous power. But only if we recognize the power they wield can we use those words constructively and to our benefit. So, for example. For example, starting with, believe it or not, some words we say to ourselves, okay, which is, I feel unloved. I feel unappreciated. I feel not taken seriously. Well, the I feel statements, they go straight to your heart. They grab you emotionally and generally pull you into a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. When you're in that place, it's going to be very, very difficult to entertain a conversation with your spouse because All you know is you feel like gunk, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, walking through a morass, whatever image suits you. (laughs) What we need to do instead is let the word feel just sort of slide by the the wayside and use the word think. 
I think I'm unloved. I think I'm unappreciated. I think I'm not taken seriously. Now, what does that do? Mm-hmm. Frankly, that engages your mind. It engages that curious part of you, that part that's willing to maybe do a little problem solving. Because if you come to your spouse spouse with, hmm, I don't know, honey, but I, I, I think I'm not appreciated here. It's much easier to open a conversation about, well, how or well, mm. what, et cetera, than if you come with, I feel unappreciated, which goes straight into, well, no, I appreciate you, into something, if you will, more defensive. So that, yeah, the no, value. I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's really interesting because I f- one of the things that we talk about a lot is w- using the word feel because you can't, uh, you can't negate somebody's feelings. Correct. And so if somebody says, I feel this way, well, there's no, there is no response to that, which is something that we talk about as being part of the good communication on certain things. But you're saying that when you switch feel with think, it opens up the opportunity to actually have that conversation because it's no longer based on someone's emotion, but actual actions that may be taking place. Correct. And the thing that's cool about it, Steve, is that it's not denying the feeling. Right. You certainly want to say to yourself, I feel unloved. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just feel like, you know, the, the, the worm here. I don't like this. But when it comes time to open the discussion with your spouse, to come to him or her with, I feel unloved, like you say, it stops everything because feelings are feelings, mm-hmm. period. They're, they are not to be denied, judged or anything. So instead, it's like, okay, once, once you've grasped for yourself the feeling, is then to think, okay, if I actually want a discussion, because maybe you don't, with my spouse about this, how about if I try using the word I think, or the mm-hmm. phrase I think, in front of it? I think I'm unloved. Yeah. Well, honey, why? I mean, any decent spouse is going to come back with either why, or what did I do, or how so, or some kind of curious yeah. Come back. It, when, when you offer up that response, the why and all that other stuff, do you then inject, I'm sorry you feel that way? Or does that sound just like completely condescending and dismissive? Completely condescending and dismissive. So how would you acknowledge, um, appropriately acknowledge that feeling that your spouse clearly has? By saying, tell me more. Mm. Tell me more. Tell me more are three of the least used and most valuable words in our language. Tell me more. Mm. So when the spouse comes with, I, I, I think I'm unloved, and you go, uh, okay, tell me more. Hopefully what that will engender is, well, you know, I asked you to pick up the blah, blah, and, and you didn't do it. And you didn't say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. Nothing. And then the other day when we, when we were sitting on the couch, you know, there was no cuddling at all. And I'm, I miss it and I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's where tell me more leads. And tell me more is an act of, it starts the act of listening, which makes the person feel heard, which makes the person feel respected and on and on and on. So for me, 
and you know, when I, when I worked with couples, the, the suggestion would be rather than say, I'm sorry, you feel that way, which is fine if it's heartfelt, but Often it's just offered as a platitude, as a mm-hmm. shut up, please. Mm-hmm. You know? right. I'm sorry you feel that way. Okay, yeah. fine. Moving on. Would be to start with tell me more because I'm sorry you feel that way can come at any point in the conversation. Oh, that's a great point. You see, it, mm-hmm. it's that when it comes right at the top, it sounds like a shut up and go away. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation killer at the beginning right. and it right. could be a nice... Um, punctuation at the end, however. Oh, it can be lovely. And, or in the middle as an acknowledgement of, gosh, I had no idea you felt that way. I'm so, so sorry. Mm -hmm. Now there's some genuineness because as you said earlier, Steve, the person feels heard. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that we, we miss, especially as the relationship goes on for a number of years is we miss being heard. Mm-hmm. Something we do fabulously in courtship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that is that. No, that is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm in love with the words. I think not because I'm so cerebral, but because it opens a discussion. And with the words, "Tell me more," mm-hmm. which are valuable in so many circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. There's also the the should word that I know ah, you think is yes. problematic. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, there's the should. And unfortunately, the should usually comes as, well, you should Mm -hmm. lose weight, exercise more, make more money, (laughs) fill in the blank. And then, of course, there's the we should take a vacation, have more sex, save more money. Mm -hmm. So the should word has, if you do use it in the you format, right, you should, means that you've just put your spouse immediately on not only the defensive, but they are going to turn in the exact opposite direction. So you should lose weight. Well, look who's talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's a classic conversation, right? right? Whereas, and this is going to be an interesting switch again, we should, if you, instead of you, the person, mm-hmm. is you use the fact that you are a partnership as a springboard and say, well, I think maybe we should look to our diets. I think maybe we could, because I like could better than should, mm-hmm. maybe we could think differently about what we're doing for dinners. You know, the, uh, the could as opposed to should. Yeah. Um, I think that is really powerful because I know that my wife does not like to be told what to do. <laughs> Right. So should is a, let me tell you how this should happen as opposed to, I have an option for you that you can take if you'd like, (laughs) um, to say nothing of the we versus the you. I think that is fantastic as well. Right. Right. So could makes all the difference in the world because it's simply, as you say, offering an option, it's opening to opportunities. It's opening to possibilities. And most people like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Or at least will be will not feel defensive because of it. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. yes, I was just going to say, and the one other thing about the we versus the you is the you sounds almost blamey. Where oh, it is the the we is 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 inclusive, and it and it shows that you're willing to, as the person who is bringing it up, take responsibility for your role and whatever change that you're requesting at that time. Correct. 
Correct. It also will help, if you can really stick to it, get you away from thinking that it's all your partner's whatever. Mm -hmm. Because as you just said, and you're so spot on, it's rarely just the partner's whatever. I mean, unless we're talking about horrible things like, I don't know, getting blind drunk every night or something like that. But generally speaking, uh, there is a we involved anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, I always like to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And when you start saying we could, what you're doing is you're looking at the bigger picture instead of you should lose weight. We could pay more attention to our health. Right. That is a bigger picture than lose weight. Right. And it's, and, and I want to point out something that you also just did there was you also took, um, the emphasis off of weight, which is a result, um, and put it on to health, right? Which is the, to your point, the step back bigger picture, because losing weight seems is is more personal, whereas like health seems more concerning. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I, that, that was another little great switch that I thought was mm-hmm. important. And then once again, we're open to conversation. We're open to discussion at that point. And not only do you, uh, changing it from uh, weight to health is you also give yourself um, more options when you've broadened the language that way. Yes. Because health can include a whole bunch of things. But when people think weight, they almost immediately go to diet. And like, not that that shouldn't be a part of it, but health is like a whole variety of things. Yes. Yes. Many of which are more fun than sticking yourself on a diet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Almost all of them are, I'm guessing. (laughs) No kidding. And then I want to point out another way to deal with the we, as in we should take a vacation. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. There is, of course, the we could take a vacation, but there's another reframe, if you will, which I have found to be quite successful is to skip the we and the should entirely and go to, honey, wouldn't it be nice if we took a vacation? To put it in dreamland, wouldn't Mm -hmm. it be nice if we had more sex? It's going to be really hard for your spouse to go, nah. Right. Because wouldn't it be nice? Puts it in the in the in the arena of wishes, not as in wishful thinking never gonna happen, but as in something wouldn't it be nice that this thing should occur, whatever it is. So right. instead of thinking in terms of sort of cut and dried, well, we should save more money. Which again puts everybody on the defensive. It's wouldn't it be nice if we could build up our bank account, if we could save a little more every month. And especially if said in that, in that, I don't want to say necessarily my tone, but in that tone of wishes, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to have a conversation. Uh, so I want to bring this back to the timing of everything, because mm-hmm. I think should, could, um, are deliberate words, whereas <laughs> yes. nice becomes aspirational which there's yes. not, there doesn't necessarily need to be any follow through, but to your point, it right. opens up a conversation much easier to approach right. the subject. So it seems like the timing on that would be, it would almost be better to start with, wouldn't it be nice? Because then you can have the conversation and then you can move into the, we could after that Correct. as the solutions 
part of the conversation. So it goes into that timing that we were talking about earlier. That would work very nicely. That would work very nicely. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, the wouldn't it be nice, you know, it's funny, nice is a much maligned word, but it has the benefit of being soothing. Mm. Okay. Because you could use, wouldn't it be great if, but that sort of ups the ante. Right. right. And if what you're trying to do is simply open a conversation, then nice is a nice word to use. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's so true. And, and like, really we, you know, the topic of today's, uh, podcast is the power of words. And we really are honing in on individual words within a sentence structure to reframe how couples can communicate and to, to demonstrate just how powerful these words are, because you could equally just say, uh, wouldn't it be adequate if (laughs) whatever, but that like loses all uh, umph. So yeah, uh, uh, this is great. Um, so as I recall, you have, uh, another word that we've spoken of before that seems to fit into this discussion as well. And it's swapping out, uh, but versus and yes. Now this one's a little harder for people to get only because we are so used to using the word, but mm-hmm. as, as a, a joiner of two thoughts. Okay. So, you know, um, I'd love it if we save more money, but clearly we can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so, we do it so automatically that I have found this is probably the one most difficult for people to swap out, but it is one of the most powerful. And I learned it in all place of all places in improv class. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Because the response in an improv class could never be, yeah, but you always had to say yes. And mm-hmm. because the whole idea of improv was somebody would start, one actor would start with a completely ridiculous statement. Like, I don't know. Um, I want to eat spaghetti on the moon. Mm-hmm. You can't go, yeah, but they don't have spaghetti on the moon. You have to, you have to go, yeah, and I'd like marinara sauce with that. Right. So you can see where in the context of an improv class, it made for a heck of a lot more giggles, et cetera. Well, also, but, just, to, just to highlight it, if people didn't catch it, when you say, yeah, but they don't have spaghetti, that shuts down the conversation immediately. Correct. Right. Absolutely correct. And it... It doesn't allow for the other person's perspective. Now, if we are in a marriage, what is one of the things we have to do? Right. <laughs> we have to allow for the other por- person's point of view. It's, it's, otherwise, we do not have a marriage. I don't know what we have, but ain't no, it's not a marriage. Mm-hmm. So the ability to switch from but to and is crucial. So spouse says, I want to take a vacation and you'd like to come back, but we don't have the money. Right. So I want to take a vacation and we could probably save up for that. Mm-hmm. So it immediately, like you say, it doesn't shut down person a, it opens possibilities of what the, the spouses could do together. Right. Because you could, I mean, I will say that this is probably the hardest thing for me. And I, I know yeah. about this little, uh, swapping, and yeah. I try to be aware of it, 
Um, and I have caught myself in the middle of sentences before, but I'm sure I do it still all the time. So yes. this and is, and you just did it. I, I know. Right. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, no, and this, I'm sure I still do it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. It, and so, uh, I, 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 but I love this one. And when you, when you catch, it's funny because when you catch yourself doing it and you change, but to, and you honestly, like, I feel really good about it. I'm like, Oh, that was mm, yeah. spot on. I felt <laughs> it, yeah. it really does give you a sense of like, Oh, I'm actively trying to be thoughtful with my words and propel this conversation in a more positive direction. Right. And what it does is it it really makes things so much smoother between spouses because nobody's getting a defensive. Saying, yeah, but immediately raises the other person's hackles. Mm-hmm. I don't care how sweetly you say it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. There's... Uh... Uh, just the just the, the vacation one that vacation one that you just mentioned I think is a great example mm-hmm. because you can shut it down or you can use and where would you like to go and right. how are we going to save for that and right. would you like to invite did, friends yes, right exactly. there, like there's so many ways to open it up yeah. uh, which then gets into the solution part of what your concerns are are that you wanted to put right behind that original but. Right. 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 Because I think that's the, I think that's the issue. The more that I'm thinking about this now in real time is, but becomes an immediate negative association with it where you are trying to immediately find, uh, not solutions, but problems with why you can't do something and not, trying to find problems of like, yes, we can solve these. Whereas the and offers that opportunity. Right. So for example, um, I want us to take a vacation, but I want a washing machine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually works with and too. I want us to take a vacation. And I'd like us to be able to have a washing machine because the next thing automatically, so how can we do both? Or right. so can we do both, mm-hmm. et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I like, it does take training. I must tell you, even learning it in improv class, that one was, <laughs> we're so knee jerked into, yeah, but it, it really does take some strong mental focus to switch it out. It is, however, highly beneficial. Yeah. I, I would have, I've never done an improv class, but I've, I've seen this kind of a sketch done uh, before Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that the the entry level people get in there and they're constantly being corrected. Yes. <laughs> nope. Because we're did not butt used again. to this. Yeah. And the whole purpose of an of an improv skit is to move the thing forward. The sillier, the better. Right. And that's and, and right and like that is the point to move it forward. And exactly. if you are in a marriage and you want to move your conversation and communication and understanding forward. Right. Swap out, but with and. Yeah. Even if it feels not correct gram- grammar wise, a good marriage is not about correct grammar. Right. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. Be- that is that is a really good point. Because I do think sometimes people get in their own head about, um, yeah. I mean, we already see the other person's crust. 
So <laughs> a little <laughs> grammatical slip up is not a big deal, particularly if it's for a more positive benefit. Right. And again, grammar has very little to do with, with good communication. Oh, that's a solid right? nugget. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's when I'm writing, I have to use proper grammar. Okay, fine. But when I'm talking, like even with you, I'm not paying any attention to that, Steve. Mm-hmm. It's funny, even in my writing, um, half the time my grammar is gar- garbage when I write and I have to go back and fix it. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. And I'm terrible with tenses. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this is, this was great. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap this one up? No, I, I just think it's important for people to really get the intent of this today's podcast, which is Simply be mindful of your words. Mm. It's not obsessively pick at your words. Yes. <laughs> it's be mindful. Be mindful. A little mindfulness goes a very long way. That's a great, yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, you don't want to be so critical that it makes it difficult to communicate. But right. if you're mindful of it, you'll be able to catch these things, hopefully, uh, when they happen. And, you know, it does. And, and I think to your point uh, is this takes practice. Yes, it does. So it does. Uh, well, this was fantastic. We will wrap this one up. Thank you so much for your time, Noel. It is always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you, Steve. All righty. Uh, before you go, I want to remind you that you have uh, listeners that you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful, also Dangerous Relationships. Her latest book out is I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. You can find all this information at her website, noelnelson.com. And also, um, I am aware, Noel, that you have started your own podcast called Up, Uplifting, Inspiring, Practical, which uh, offers four to five minute tips uh, for listeners. Uh, Correct. Yes. Do you want to say something else about it or did I nail it? <laughs> no, you, you really nailed it. It is exactly that really brief under five minute tips for happiness. Yeah. For being up. <laughs> awesome. So you can find that. So go ahead. As soon as you finish listening to this, hit go search for up, uh, subscribe. I know it's on um, all the major uh, podcast platforms. So check that out as well. And until next time, take care, everybody. Thank you.